Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. That's us. We're Dirt Radio, part of Friends of the Earth, right here in still lockdown Melbourne. Hello, I'm John Langer. Dirt Radio is broadcasting on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, where sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. So I guess you've heard by now the Morrison government is proposing a COVID gas-led recovery. They want to open up five new gas basins that will stretch across the Northern Territory, Queensland, and Northern New South Wales. And they're even backing the construction of a taxpayer-funded gas-fired power station. Friends of the Earth sees this as retrograde and reckless in the extreme. Indeed, instead of accepting the reality of the climate crisis that we're all going to be facing post-COVID and acting decisively to reduce Australia's greenhouse gas emissions, the Morrison government is committing our tax dollar to a failing gas industry. And if you think this is something just concerned environmentalists are talking about, the former president of BP Australasia had some pretty scathing comments as well. He said that investors around the world are deserting gas in droves. And compared to the few hundred jobs that the gas industry would create, he went on to say that the expanding renewable sector would be able to create thousands, if not tens of thousands of jobs into the future. There's an upcoming National Day of Action this Friday, September the 25th, led by School Strike for Climate, and First Nations communities who are spearheading the fight against the polluting, dangerous gas industry. They're inviting everyone to stand with them and demand that public money be used to fund a clean future, not more dirty gas projects. The day after the Morrison government announcement, I spoke with one of the school strikers about this upcoming National Day of Action. I wanted to start by asking you to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi. So I'm Veronica Hester. Um, I'm 17 and I go to Kirrawee High School out here in, in New South Wales in the Southern Shire, which happens to be Scott Morrison's electorate. Now, when and why did you start to get involved in serious campaigning for climate action? Was there some particular event or circumstance that got you thinking about the fact that you really need to, needed to do something directly? Yeah. It, it was the first school strike, so the the 2018 one that happened after after Greta came up with the idea, um, and before that, you know, people sort of just joke about climate change offhandedly, and you know, I, I'd sort of, you know, I sort of wasn't thinking about it in in a serious way, but after that strike, I, I really realised that this is a massive priority. So yeah, since then, for the past two years, I've been yeah chipping away at it. Now let's turn to something which is much more contemporary going on right now. Tell us about the Morrison government's announcement for what they're calling the post-COVID gas-led recovery. What's involved in this plan? Right. So basically they have 
lined up the sort of stimulus um, package for the gas industry as a as a transition fuel. That's the way it's been branded um, instead of renewables, instead of stimulating renewables. So I believe that the the package is fifty two point nine million dollars, and some quite a lot of that is going to underwriting new gas pipelines. You know, really, you know, they're putting money, I believe, into the CSIRO's sort of like a gas reliability research. So really putting, you know, putting money into gas research and putting money into actually, you know, fast tracking gas projects. They've even stated as part of this is if the private industry, the private sector doesn't build a new gas plant to replace New South Wales um, Liddell Power Station, which is shutting very soon, um, that, that they will build it themselves. So essentially they are taking away power from the private sector even to, you know, to, to try and push this idea that we need gas as a transition fuel and it's a quite a significant part of our grid. Now, just give us a bit of background as to who's involved in promoting this policy decision, the National COVID-19 Coordination Committee yeah. Commission, as it, it was was involved in this. And tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so the, I don't know all the names of people on the um, commission. Obviously, a popular guy on there is Nev Power, um, and he has lots of links to the gas industry and to you know the fossil fuel industry. But there are there are multiple people on that board who have you know established links to the gas industry and to the fossil fuel industry, which is quite suspect, um, and you know probably explains why a decision as uneconomic as as this right is being pursued is because of those special interests. Mm. Now, the School Strike for Climate Network sees this so-called gas-led recovery plan as not only misplaced but potentially disastrous for the environment and the climate. Why is this plan so bad and misguided as a policy decision? Yeah, so I think in, you know, for Australia specifically, it's awful in, in an economic sense because we are one of the best placed countries in the world to take advantage of renewables. And right now the private sector is sort of doing it by itself, right, without the government stepping in and making it harder. Um, but the, the point is, is we could be one of, uh, Ross Garneau, who, who's quite a popular economist here, um, you know, has said that we could be the, the re, you know, the renewable superpower of the post-carbon world. And ga- while gas might play a little role, you know, a little background role, it would not play a role as big as what the, the government wants and what, how much, you know, it, not as a way to recover from coronavirus. Um, so obviously that is, that is bad in and of itself because it's stopping Australia from reaching its potential to, you know, not only use renewables and benefit from renewables, but help other countries benefit from renewables by, you know, by, by developing that infrastructure and those exports and whatever, right? Which is obviously going back to the climate also helps people, you know, other countries and entities have an effect on the climate, but our actual gas plants, there've been a few reports done, but, you know, they can have, gas is almost as bad as coal. And once you take into account fugitive emissions, which happen from fracking and the, the, original um, building of, you know, and, you know, the, the, the start of these gas um, fields and projects. Um, so obviously for the climate, it's not a good thing at all. Um, and there, there's been modelling done that it is not going to be good at all. Um, and that, yeah, it's, that there's potential that depending on how, how much in the end is, is being used and exported, they could have quite a, you know, more of a significant contribution to world emissions than we do right now even. Tell me something. What what when when this announcement was made yesterday? How did how did you how did you react to it? Did you see it as inevitable, or was it something that uh, 
I mean, was it what, I I suppose it wasn't a surprise, but how did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just sort of shocking. It it puts out that it's not even, you know, it's not even caring about the, the private sector anymore. You know, the private sector generally isn't going after gas. Like the, the business council has agreed that, you know, it's time to move quickly with renewables. I think they have a 2030 net zero emissions target. So at, th- at this point, it's really has all come down to do with special interests and spin and, you know, lies. It's, it's, it's more blatant now than ever. And it's, it's just, it's really sad because the decisions that are going to be made now are, are going to keep us from what could be quite a good future economically and quite a good future, right, in terms of, of helping others and ourselves being good for the climate. Yeah. Now, the school strike for climate will be involved in a national day of action, which I guess That's goes, right. goes yeah. on from, from what we've just been talking about. It's happening on September the 25th, which is next week. What's the main focus of the action in terms of specific demands being put forward? Right. So I'm not sure exactly on, on the specific demands as far as I can, as I have gleaned from my work here in, in School Strike, is it's about not just about no, not going ahead with the stimulus funding, but definitely going, putting, you know, replacing that stimulus funding for stimulus in, into renewables, right, and into helping workers transition from previously fossil fuel jobs into renewables. I think the, the focus of this action, right, is really going to be about how do we want to recover? You know, where do we want to spend our money in the process of recovering? You know, you've got this option of fossil fuels, which have an expiry date and which, you know, are a dead end really for us. And then you've got renewables, which have long-term jobs and jobs for the future and, you know, have to be the future for these communities that depend on fossil fuels right now. So really what the, the demands are is changing the, the, you know, the direction of the funding, the stimulus funding. That's Veronica Hester, campaigner and activist with School Strike for Climate. And we'll hear more from her after this. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. What should we be anticipating in terms of actual actions on the day itself, given that uh, we're yeah. still in the middle of the COVID restrictions? What sorts of things would you expect students and other people to be doing to get their messages having some kind of impact? Yeah, so it depends on states. So there are some states with quite lax restrictions, but in, in um, the lockdown states, so in Victoria, for example, there are online. There's like a big national online strike. There are also little online strikes. Um, but here in New South Wales, it will definitely have to be socially distanced. So we have a, a limit of 20 people. Um, so 
what what Sydney will be doing, for example, is having um, quite visual. So some of us have been quite focused on visuals and getting things across through visuals. Um, so Sydney is going to be there with a small group with placards that might represent, you know, many students. And my local um, one down in Cronulla will be about showcasing um, as well as that student letters and student art. And I imagine across the state and across the country in these little socially distanced actions, you know, of which there are at this point more than 200, so it has a really, you know, historically widespread, right, is is turning out in every town, not only standing up there, you know, showing that there there is this sentiment in the community, but I guess really try and get across the visuals um, and the idea. And the, the theme yellow, the colour yellow, which has been used by farmers and Indigenous people, et cetera, as opposition to gas is also going to be put in there. So, yeah, a lot of it, I think, will be about visuals. And what about your school? You just you just mentioned your school. Um, what what will you be doing? Are you, have you got some very specific actions for your school? Yes, yeah, so not for my school. Down in Cronulla, we we have Scott Morrison's office, so there's going to be a, a protest outside of there. Um, at the moment, there's nothing at my school for me personally. It's going to be difficult because um, I'm in year twelve and I graduate on that day. Uh, so for the for the school, it's kind of difficult for everyone I know. Most people, you know, there are lots of people who'd love to be involved but are not ready to give it up for their, you know, for something as momentous as their year 12 graduation. Um, so not at my school. There might be some actions. There are actions at schools actually, um, outside schools, but the action we'll have here locally with students from across schools in this area will be outside Scott Morrison's office. And uh, September the 25th is also a day that has significance, not just in terms of the school strike for climate, the, the climate action that's yeah. happening, but it coincides with something more global. What's that about? Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure of the details of that, but I believe it's it's one of the global dates. So other countries and their, you know, their Fridays for Future movements and their school strike movements will, you know, they obviously have different problems, but it will also be focused on getting climate action. And I think definitely, you know, coronavirus, it will they will have a similar focus in the sense that they will want their governments to recover in in the way that sets them up for the future. Now, what would you hope the overall impact of the fund, fund Our Future, Not Gas Day of Action would be? What would the impact be more broadly, do you think? Well, the, the research um, that was done by the Climate Media Centre showed that most people do not know much about the effects of gas, right? And this idea that, you know, gas is natural, like, you know, natural gas is, is a really common um, misconception. Or, you know, it is natural, but that therefore it's safe is a common misconception. Um, and that the worst impacts of gas and, you know, fracking is, is water damage. There isn't a lot of awareness of the, the damage it has to the climate um, and the damage it can have to the economy. And I hope that this sort of, you know, these actions will actually get that across. It will put gas on, you know, on the drawing board. And especially now that Scott Morrison has come out with this announcement, because our protest came before the, our protests were planned before this announcement, right? It, it, it's, it's setting the stage for, for really getting awareness out there about gas and how there are, you know, changing, changing the mood and the way, the way in which we feel like we can recover and the sort of ambitions we could have in, in recovering. Um, I hope, yeah, but I think it will definitely change the awareness of gas in terms of the climate because most people don't have much awareness of how it's, you know, as bad as coal. And they also don't have a much awareness of how it's, it doesn't provide long-term jobs and it doesn't actually provide nearly as many jobs as renewables would, according to modelling. It's a, it's a very interesting point you've made about the, 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 the term natural gas. It's sort of, yeah. it's, it assumes it's much more innocent than it actually is. 
Yeah. Now, look, I, I couldn't resist this. You're in, you're, you're, as I understand it, you're in Scott Morrison's electorate. That's and, right. And yeah. I, I wondered, from your perspective, what do you think the feeling is about the issues we've been just talking about amongst your peers, uh, yeah. your school friends, your, your peers, your colleagues at school, and more, more generally, the, the voting public? How, how do you think things are, are being perceived? Yeah, so in terms of school, um, I can say that I think across the board, most people have an awareness of climate change. And if you, that you you know, you spoke to them, there are some concerns there, though I think people do try and ignore what the, the implications of that would be for their future. Um, but obviously, like the rest of the general public, there is a low awareness of gas and people are not as politically engaged as to, you know, know about these announcements from Scott Morrison, from some people. Obviously, the people who have helped me here with protesting and are really engaged and switched on are totally aware of this and totally against it. But even on just a, a broad level, the general youth of the area, right, at least mm. in my school, are aware of climate change and they're aware that things are not being done in Australia and had they you know been of, of voting age they would not be opposed to something like a renewables led recovery had that been an option presented to them I think they that the young people here really are quite progressive on an issue like climate change it's sort of you know you know they've sort of grown up they haven't grown up with this whole history of you know the the carbon tax and all of this stuff that can maybe confuse the average person with all this spin. You know, they've sort of grown up with the fact that people have said that it will do this and it's been repeated in a way that is fairly believable. I think most people, while they might see it as just polar bears um, dying or something, you know, not as bad, right? People are aware, every, almost everyone's aware of it and would say, yeah, you know, we, sh we should do something. And they would, they might not be as active as I am, but they would definitely had a political party said, yes, we can do this, they would vote for that party. Um, now, on the general public, it's it's sort of hard to tell um, because, you know, we don't interact with them as much. We, we've had protests and, you know, I've handed out leaflets um, in public and there are, I think per capita, there are a lot more climate deniers here. You know, you get a lot more people who are, who are you know, have that sort of denialism and that sort of, yeah, that sort of ridiculous thinking. But there's also a lot of people, I think, who are just open to the idea of doing something about the climate. But obviously, I think they're a lot more economically oriented, which is what I think, you know, this, what I think the coronavirus spending thing has set everyone up for, which is that we have to think about this in terms of economics and upward trajectories and, you know, how renewables can, you know, give you that upward trajectory. So I think, I think most people here, or maybe most are, are a bit hostile to the idea of renewables or a bit hostile to the idea of protesters and protests and stuff. But they are, you know, our council has put in 100% renewable energy, you know, and 100%, you know, they, they've, they've made an attempt and there are people who are definitely open to the idea of saving money and doing things for economic reasons. So I think, I think obviously that people with those issues, with with how gas affects the economy, that's the way you reach people here. Um, but I do think in the general public, there's, there's, there is less awareness and less concern about climate change than in young people, I think. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. probably across, the, people, bo yeah. that's across yeah. the board, I, I'd say. But look at... I think I, it'd be a bit more stark, though, here. I think it's, yeah, I think it's quite a bit more stark. Mm. I was, the question I wanted to ask as well, do, do you think things might have changed in the way people's attitudes uh, were formed after the bushfires? Do you think that might have had some impact? Yeah, I, I, while the bushfires were happening, that was definitely something 
I felt around me. I feel I feel like think people have been distracted again. I think there's people have forgotten a bit about the bushfires. Um, and once you know, obviously we didn't really have issues here. We had a bit of a fire start in in Heathcote, which is now area, but we weren't really threatened personally by the bushfires. So I think. Yeah, I think it might have given a bit of awareness during the time, maybe a bit of a shock to the system for some people. But I think in, in the broader scale of things, it'll have to happen again before it, mm. it, it you know, it people really, you know, it sort of hits people properly. But yeah, it might have. I mean, I haven't, I don't, you know, I don't have that much access to the the heartbeat of, of the show. Maybe it did. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's still there's still a bit of stubbornness there. Something that needs to be overcome. And I think there's a bit of stubbornness in many, many places that, it ne- yeah. that needs, needs to be overcome. Now, just finally, where should people go if they want to find out more, if they want to participate in the Fund for Our Future, Not Gas, National Day of Action? Yeah, so if they go to schoolstrikeforclimate.com or just, you know, look that up, it is one of the options is... Um, on the website, you can find the September 25 section and you can, there'll be a map. You know, if you want to register in action, there'll be an explanation of how to do that um, and a way to register. And there's also a map of actions. Now, many of these actions are actually private because it's obviously once you've got a limit of people being able to attend, that's that's a problem. Um, you know, and this is, I, you know, you, this is a Melbourne show, right? So I assume most, mm-hmm. th- these actions would be online actions. Um, but that's definitely that. There's definitely an option to do that sort of thing, and you'd go to School Strike for Climate to find that. Yeah. Terrific. Look, it's been great talking to you, Veronica. And yeah, uh, you too. <laughs> I, I want really want to wish you all the best for September the 25th and beyond. By the way, and uh, yeah, really keep keep yourself going. And and it's been really a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. All the best. That was Veronica Hester. She's a campaigner and activist with School Strike for Climate. The National Day of Action happening this Friday is Fund Our Future, Not Gas. And as you heard, she just happens to live in Scott Morrison's electorate. So they've got a special action taking place at his office on the day. To find out more, as Veronica suggested, go to schoolstrikeforclimate.com and head to the September the 25th section where you'll get all the details. That's all from Dirt Radio this week. Back again next Tuesday at 9.30. Let's go out with a couple of tracks that I think School Strike for Climate might approve of.
You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. It took a thousand generations for our species to rise. But gathering and hunting was no way to get by. We yearned to burn more than dung and sticks. Then someone came along and said, hey, try lighting this. He opened up the ground and showed us coal and oil. Said, come liberate some carbon, it'll make your blood boil. Liberated carbon, it'll spin your Listening to Radical Radio 3CR. We're gonna first do this direct action song. The people gonna rise like the water. The people gonna rise like the water. We gonna face this crisis now. We're gonna face this crisis now. I hear the voice of my great granddaughter. I hear the voice of my great granddaughter. Saying, keep it in the ground. 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 The people gonna rise like the water. We gonna face this crisis now. I hear the voice of my great granddaughter. Saying, keep it in the ground. Come on now. The people gonna rise like the water. We gonna face this crisis now. I hear the voice of my great granddaughter. Then one more time, the people gonna rise out the water. We gonna face this crisis now. 